Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Dams, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach and mentor to live life fully. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so that more amazing people just like you can find us. This episode is a Facebook Live, so you might hear a few little conversations here and there, which is amazing because you get to park right into the live energy. So I'm so happy and excited. Let's get started. I am so excited to bring to you another episode of 70 Lessons from 70 Countries. This one is one from Laos. So Laos is this, I want to say tiny, this, it's not tiny, this small little country between Thailand and Vietnam. And today, it's almost last last day of the month, we went to, you see it on my hair, we went to take pictures for the book cover for the traveler who lost her identity and so i was wearing two totally different outfits um it's gonna be a whole vibe i'm very excited about it and what happened is i looked back at the pictures and i saw that these i'm wearing i'm actually still wearing them these like yoga pants that are like all like washed out there's like two holes in them from like burning from campfires there's this big stain from i don't know where it came from traveling it happens when you're traveling when you go full in with adventures when you you know you sweat you go into like 30 places you spend time in nature you just get dirty like it happens like i don't know how people travel with white stuff and go on adventures and take beautiful pictures in beautiful places because i am not i'm not these kind of people that can wear nice beautiful white stuff in tropical locations and keep it clean i feel like they change there but i'm not sure so if someone has tips let me know because i want to learn how to do that because i always get dirty when i travel anyways so yesterday we went um to our friends we were sitting in the basement and suddenly i noticed that there was so much dirt so much dirt like these little fluff balls and hair and all these little things and i'm like mm, yummy <laughs> like yum like it wasn't just a little bit of dirt or a little bit of dust it was like dirt and i started to feel disgusted <laughs> that's a funny thing so I look at it and I'm trying to like get it off like the floor where I'm sitting and like trying to like move it away and wash my hands and I noticed that this dirt suddenly started to bother me so much whereas in Lao and I remember this because after that we started talking about it like sometimes you know Milana told me sometimes you look you don't look like you travel you've traveled that much because I wouldn't have expected you to be like disgusted by dirt. And the fun part is, whenever I travel, I don't get disgusted by dirt. Like, not at all. Like, it ha there has to be something really, really disgusting, like horse shit in my face, <laughs> that I get disgusted. <laughs> that sounds a bit extreme. Anyway, so what happened in Laos is, my friend and I, we were traveling. We were traveling Southeast Asia for around like three months. 
around that time, three, three and a half months. And we spent the month in Blau. And we went to this little city and we got a hostel. She she, she wanted to stay in hostels to um to meet other people. And this particular pay, place, it was $2 a night. Okay, like imagine this, $2 a night. It was a room, um, her and me, and then there was another bed, but nobody was sleeping there. And I think they had a rat infestation. Is that the right word? So every morning I would wake up and there was rat poo on my pillow. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. The funny part is, for some reason, we didn't mind. It wasn't a big deal because we were so focused on the experience. We were so like in the adventure that it didn't really bother us. Now, with the shower, there was a problem as well because the drain, I think it had probably never been cleaned. So whenever you took a shower, all the like dirt and the smudgy stuff came out and it flooded the whole bathroom for at least half an hour. So nobody could shower after one person was in the shower unless you want to stand in the dirt and smutty little yummy stuff, which is a little disgusting and gross. So you had to wait <laughs> half an hour for it to clear for some reason. We didn't really mind <laughs> because it was $2 a night, you know? So a few days later, we decided to move to a different place that was $4 a night. And we're like, oh my God, we're paying double. <laughs> Even though it's $4, you know, $4 is not a big deal. Like we were like thinking like, oh my God, we're paying double. Such a big difference. But actually $4 per night is really like, really, really not a lot. Um, so we're staying in this place and every day we're going out, we're going on adventures, we're going into caves, we're going through creeks, we're going through rivers, we get dirty, muddy, like, you know, Southeast Asia, you're probably wearing flip-flops most of the time, your feet get freaking dirty. Like, I have never seen someone that works and walks in flip-flops a whole day and not get their feet dirty, especially in like a third world country, like it doesn't happen. So we get back home to our room where we're staying and the the bed sheets are fresh, like freshly washed, nice white bed sheets. And I was so tired and exhausted. I'm like, I'm not going to go shower. I'm just going to fucking go to sleep. I was done. I was exhausted. Like we were out all day adventuring, walking through caves, swimming through like, you know, cave waters and underground rivers and all these things. It was amazing. So I go into bed and I felt this like, it felt so good to be <laughs> in this clean bed with my dirty feet. And I just felt like I felt the adventure. So what I noticed there that the days where I didn't shower before going to bed, I actually felt like I'm integrating the memories more. Like I'm taking the memory and the adventure with the dirt. And that might sound really weird, but it actually, it actually happens. Like I've, I've, I've taken track on this and it actually is true, at least for me. So the days where I didn't shower at night, my memories stayed longer. Like what I've experienced on that day actually stayed with me longer and had a deeper impact than on the nights that I showered and went to bed clean. 
So here's the thing, okay? Like, I don't want you to think like I'm this like dirty little person. We actually moved and they always have to wash the bed sheets. So we never really like, you know, went back to the same bed with the same dirty bed sheets. Just to say that. <laughs> but there's really thing when you go to bed with 30 feet and you're traveling, you're highly likely to remember more what has happened during that day and for that experience to have a deeper impact on you. Now, I have not statistically proven this, but it works for me. So I'm pretty sure it works for other people. <clears throat> and another fun part is that sometimes when we're in an experience, something feels normal for us. Like being dirty can be not a big deal. Like it's part of it. It's just what it is. It's it's not a problem. It's not a thing that we would worry about or that would bother us. But when we come to a different place like Canada, which is obviously a first world country and like, you know, you're like expecting more cleanliness and you find something dirty, you suddenly get disgusted by it. And I've noticed this in several you know, different places with different things around the world. And I was actually just writing about this yesterday for the book. I give you another example. When I lived in the US, I lived in Las Vegas and it was very normal for my people, for my friends, everyone that I was hanging out with to have guns at home. Like in the place that I was living, we had in the bedroom, we had three, three handguns, a rifle and a shotgun. Like it's not a big deal. Like, like everyone was having that. Like shocking. It's like people drinking coffee for breakfast. It was like the same thing, pretty much. Like, why would you worry about this? Like, what's weird about it? Like, it's normal. Like, what's wrong with you for not thinking this is normal? Now, I live in Canada. And the thought alone of having a gun in the house is like freaking me out. <laughs> Even though I've lived with like five guns in a house before and it didn't bother me and it was the normal thing. So the universal consciousness or like the beliefs that people have around us really reflect on us and we really start integrating them and taking them on us. Another example is, for example, when I lived in Zanzibar. Zanzibar is a, uh, a Muslim island in Tanzania and you know, Muslim countries, you're not really, as a woman, you should cover up. You, you shouldn't actually like wearing shorts, especially if you're not going to the beach and you're like in the city and like around like religious people, other things. So wearing shorts felt really, really bad and uncomfortable. And I felt people like looking at me. So I didn't do it because it was bad. Right. And I really start, my mind started thinking, well, wearing shorts is a bad thing. You can't be wearing shorts. It's not good. It's actually evil. Like you're showing too much skin. You're a bad person. Now, a few months later, back in Europe, everyone is wearing shorts. And now I'm wearing long pants and everyone's looking at me thinking, do you have like body image problems? Do you think you're not pretty enough? Do you have problems with your legs? And I'm like, no, but wearing shorts is bad. And so these ideas that we like take from different countries and different cultures, sometimes the same thing in one place can be good and another place can be bad. 
And depending where we are, the same thing can feel great to us. And a few months later, we're in a different place and the same exact thing that we didn't have any problem with before suddenly feels very, very different. So if you know someone that is like, you know, very particular with a certain thing, give them some peace, give them some ease. They might actually just be like that because of the people they surround themselves with. Because it's so easy to adapt to a different belief and to a different like understanding of what we're doing and who we're being when we surround ourselves with other people. And when we travel, these changes and switches can happen so quickly. It's almost like changing shoes. Like it's like happening all the freaking time so i just wanted to share this because i feel this is very important and not a lot of people talk about this and understanding that depending on where you go people have different beliefs and have different standards of how they live and it's so easy to adapt to these standards of living so when we see people from other countries and we're like why how can people live like this i don't understand it's like yeah we don't understand because we haven't been living like this because otherwise it'd be normal for us too because we can easily adapt to how they're living as well even though right now we think how can you live in a cardboard house it's not the best thing to do, but if you had to, I'm sure you're really, really, really fast able to adapt. And that's the shocking thing. If you see, see people like living in like terrible circumstances and you're like, how can people live like this? Why are they not getting out of this situation? Why are they not thriving for more? It's like, because it's normal for them. It's normal for them. And sometimes it's hard to find that like, inner motivation and that inner strength or this like awareness to get out of it and if we don't have people that show us the way or have done something crazy like that it can be really really tough especially when you come from a country that is not as educated and where information is not as easily accessible so I wanted to share this because this is really what I learned from Laos. And Laos is actually it's one of these places that I don't always like to remember so much because we had a really bad bus accident, but I didn't want to tell another like horror story <laughs> on here because here's the thing. When we travel, there's so many beautiful memories that we make. So many incredible things happen. Yet, it's the difficult and the hard stuff that impacts us and shapes and shifts us as people the most. So that's why I'm sharing these stories. Not because these are the only ones that happen. Like, there's a million beautiful things. But they're not as impactful. Not as shaping and shifting as these, you know, weird, funny, funky, hilarious, crazy, creepy, whatsoever stories. So I really just wanted to share this. So I hope you have a beautiful day. Um, oh, yeah. I want to just, just talk a little bit about this bus accident. That was really funny. Oh, actually, it wasn't funny at all. <laughs> um, it's so funny because our memory takes out the pain of the situations so often that we can logically remember what has happened 
um, without feeling the pain and the discomfort of the situation, which is great. So we had a bus accident and for whatever reason, I sliced my head open. So I had this really, really deep cut in my head that needed to be stitched. And Laos is not really one of the countries where you want to be going to a hospital. And if you have anything worse than a flu, people normally go to Thailand or to Vietnam for any kind of healthcare. So it was just a very interesting situation. Uh, we found a hospital that one person spoke a little English and he started stitching my head. Actually, it started a little before that. So <laughs> we came to the doctor and I told him what has happened and there was blood all over my head. Like my whole, I don't want to say my hair was dripping with blood, but you could clearly see that there was a lot of blood in my hair. Now, my family comes from the medicine field and I hate everything that has to do with blood or medicine or whatsoever. And I directly freaked and I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. My head is injured and head pleads a lot normally. But if you can't see where you're injured or where you're hurt, it's a whole different story. And like we start to freak out, or at least I do, about the things that have happened. And my friend looked at it and she's like, I can't really see anything, but you know, I think we should just go to the hospital. So I told this doctor what has happened and he checked my head and he's like, oh, I can't really see anything, but I'll get the nurse to clean your hair and to see, you know, just like tiny scratches to just make sure you're all safe and you're all set and you've got nice clean hair and not so much, not so much blood in your hair. <laughs> it was disgusting. So the nurse comes and she barely speaks any English. She cleans my hair with water and she's very careful and very kind and very cute. And suddenly she goes like, ah! and I just said, what? What is happening? What do you see on my head that I don't see? And she just says, it's deep. And I said, how deep? And she looks at my head and she keeps touching my head and she's like, deep, deep. And suddenly she just drops everything that she has in hand and walks over to the doctor and talks to them in, uh, in their language. And they come back and the doctor's like, oh my God, we need to stitch your head. And my heart just like stood still for a second. So they started um, giving me a little like, you know, the stuff that you don't really feel anything. And I started stitching my head. Now, he didn't really disinfect his hands. You know, not a big deal. Just stitching my head. Suddenly his phone rings and I'm just thinking, holy shit. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. But obviously he had to answer his phone. <laughs> While he's in the middle of stitching my my head, I'm freaking out. I'm biting my, my hand because I was so freaked. There wasn't so much pain, but like mentally, I was freaking out. <laughs> my head, my, my, my friend was sitting on the other side, holding my hand, telling me stories about cakes and <laughs> palms and beaches and mountains. And she was, the, she was the cutest. She was the best friend ever. <laughs> The guy, after a few minutes, finishes his uh, phone call and comes back to stitching my head. And I just thought, did that really just happen? Like, did you really just 
Answer your phone while you're stitching my head. Thank you. Great. But thank you also for taking care of my head. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so that was another fun Lao experience. And I really learned that just because our standards and or how we do things is different doesn't have to mean that this is the only thing or this is the right thing because there's so many ways of doing things obviously maybe he could have disinfected his hands you know he didn't so what fine like i'm so grateful that he actually fixed my head because <laughs> that could have been a worse or a different problem right so different countries different standards and that's okay and that's that's okay you know we learn so much from these experiences and from these like occurrences so here's my fun little lao story <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it i hope you have a beautiful day the book is coming out tomorrow which i'm really really excited about and we also still have three spaces left in Adventurize, my travel subscription. You get daily box of support and an adventure month planned for you. And you get obviously access to all other adventures that are already planned. And I'm so, so, so excited for it. If you're interested in that, please message me. Please reach out to me. Or there's also the links that are around uh, on my profile. You can get it there. It's $111 a month for the next three people before prices go up. So if you're interested, let me know or just click the link. And uh, or if you want to work privately with me, let me know as well. That is also an option. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Enjoy. And I'm going to see you soon. Bye.